Nation, did you know you can schedule your real estate sit down with the guys at rondonsitdown.com? That's rondonsitdown.com, and you'll get a free camp mug that says I sat down with Ron Don. I have 13 of them. Maybe even the guys will take you camping with your new mug. Now back to the show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 373 now of the Ron and Don Show. And yeah, we are live from Alex Schwab Studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, I'm going to tell you about my Airbnb disaster. Yeah, as a super host, every once in a while, you have a disaster. I had one. We'll get to that. Also, uh, why we are giving up ice cream at my house. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, and you're not going to believe what other famous NFL player uh, is giving up ice cream also. Also, you can't eat... Did you know you can't eat uh, a week old pizza? Did you read about the guy who just lost his arms and legs because he had some noodles? And you start digging on that. You're like, be careful about reheating the rice, the noodles, the pizza. We'll get to that story. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, and want to be careful here because I don't want to do... Uh, I think we should talk about it. We should talk about Ukraine. Uh, I have a number of subcontractors that work with me. And uh, they're some of the hardest working contractors I know. In fact, one contractor I work with has nine brothers and they are all from the Ukraine. And these guys work morning, noon, and night to not only make things better for the families here, but to send that money home. For people that don't know, uh, Ukraine is the second largest uh, country in Europe, has 40 million people, has the 22nd largest military, And it also is very rich in things that Russia doesn't have. Russia's a one-trick pony, and they have lots of oil. But other than that, they don't have a lot of the rich resources that a superpower needs like Ukraine. Other thing you have to consider here is when you start looking at superpowers, when it comes to military and military might, Russia has more nuclear-powered missiles than anyone in the world, and that includes the U.S. At the height of the Cold War, uh, we had close to 20,000. They had close to 13. They currently still have over 7,000. Many of them are pointed at us, and we currently have just under 6,000 as far as what we report and what we tell people, right? Ukraine doesn't have any nuclear war. Well, because they, I think in 1997, they made an agreement that they, they would stand down and, and, and relinquish all their warheads. And the agreement was if in the future we need to defend ourselves, the Western powers are aligned with us. That was the agreement they signed. We'll give up our nukes right now. And in the future, if we get a threat from Russia, you will back us. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, so I can't speak to that uh, because that would make them part of the, the NATO alliance. And they're not part of the NATO alliance. So here's Ukraine. And as we're speaking, uh, Russia attacked Ukraine in the last 24 hours. I see my friends, including contractor, my friends that are contractors online. And I know that their hearts are broken. And as we're watching this, 
this puts us in a really funny place because I think we found out in Afghanistan and Iraq going against, up against those armies that rank 156th in the world. Can you imagine? Uh, we're still ranked number one. Russia, depending on the polling, is ranked two through four. China's in there in the top four. Uh, France, of course, is pretty formidable, but that's because of us and their alliance. Let me shut the We're getting attacked from France. Uh, But with all that said, uh, it just goes to show you how small the world is. And it will be very interesting because you have our president right now that is throwing around a bunch of sanctions. But to be honest, when it comes to Russia, they're taking the Ukraine back. They don't want NATO sitting on the doorstep. And so they're going to make sure that that doesn't happen. And they feel they're in a power position now where they can do that. And so far, Ron, looks like they can do that. This is heartbreaking because you have uh, a military might looking around the neighborhood and bullying someone that does not have the military presence that they do. And so it's, it's, it's very one-sided. Um, it is a bullying behavior. I think from my, I am not a Ukraine expert, but I've been that's trying to. bullying behavior. That's murderous. It's behavior. murder. So people are losing yeah. their lives as we speak. Yeah. Uh, because beyond bully. That's not fair to bullies. Though. Someone, you know, wants to, that, that someone being Putin wants to basically look back to the Russia of yesteryear uh, and, and reassemble the, the power that they had before and the territories that they had before. And I think you're right in the readings that I've read from like New York Times, BBC, Washington Post, it appears like Russia feels threatened uh, if NATO, if if Ukraine joins NATO, because then that basically means that if you attack it, the NATO allies have pledged to jump in and defend any other NATO NATO member. Every once in a while, you want to pull out your gear, too. You want to flex it. You want to show it to the world. You want to show them how badass it is. And, and, and that's part of what Russia is doing, too. Let's not forget some of the greatest technology that we have in the world today is because of what happened in World War I and World War II. Even when you go back to the Civil War and, and you see modern-day medicine and what happened in the Civil War and how it's reflected uh, in our society today. It's the same with the space race and heading to space and all the things that we learn. And we don't always learn in the victories. We learn in the failures, right? And that's personally in our own lives. And that has to do with governments and militaries, too. So the world is watching. I think he's having a ball. I think he's enjoying this. And it seems like the Russian people, especially when you read the polls, uh, they are in lockstep with him. And it is heartbreaking when you watch what's happening in Ukraine and we can throw sanctions at them. And yet we'll sit here and say we're the number one world superpower. By 2050, we won't be. It'll be, it, it'll be China. It, it just goes to show you, Ron, what is a superpower anyway if, if you can't intervene? We can't intervene and we're not going to. Well, and the other, the big one is that the, the, the sanction that would actually work is to cut off Russian oil to the world. And Europe, and in some ways America or North America, is so dependent on that fossil fuel that we can't cut that off. And so that, that's the irony. If, if we really wanted to do this, we just shut off the oil, shut off the dollar, and it would crush Russia. And we, we can't do it because it would shoot ourselves in the foot. See you guys on the other side.
you can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now, and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have, and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Dawn Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Hey everyone, it's your 6th grade announcer, G-Force O'Neill, with Charlie the Dog. Don't forget to pick up a copy of Ron and Don's free buyer and seller playbook. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We've given up something around my house that is really not satisfying to me at all. And I'm wondering, on your uh, exploration of food, what you would think about this. Uh, I went to the, the refrigerator uh, the other day, and I pulled out a ice cream sandwich. And I was trying to eat the ice cream sandwich in the mudroom, which... Why, why do you go to the mudroom? Do you feel ashamed? I was hiding this from my son. I was hiding the ice cream sandwich eating from my son. Well, and a very important data point here. Is this the standard ice cream sandwich with the brown topping on the outside? Is it a cookie, cookie. ice cream sandwich with two chocolate chip cookies? Or, or is it a yoga witch from our childhood, uh, we, one of your first jobs. Yeah, I got arrested one time, almost stealing a yolk, which uh, almost got arrested. That's another story for another day. I don't have time to go Is into it. Is it the chocolate chip cookie one? Yeah, it's something similar to that. There's some mint ice cream in the middle, and there was just one left, and so I couldn't share it with him. So I'm just like... Why I'm, couldn't you share it with him? Because we're not eating ice cream in our house. Why are we not eating ice cream? He decided he's taking some classes at school, and this education he's getting is really pissing me off. And they've been talking a lot about sugar and how sugar's not good for sugar. And it's like critical sugar theory. Yeah, well, I don't I don't I I I have a great respect for food. My son teases me every day because I eat salad every day. I eat lots and lots of salad. So I went to the doctor the other day. Uh our doctor, we have the same doctor. I got back in, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah, but now he's leaving again. So just just this just continues. So so I've been chasing this doctor around. I get in. 
And he sends me a note the other day and he tells me all my vitals are great and everything looks great. I did all my testing. and Because you never know at our age when you go see the doctor. I mean, do you kind of go through the thing now? Because they take your blood and they do all that. And then you don't know until it pops up on my chart the next day how you did. And between then and that, you got to stay off WebMD because you're going to come up with some reason of why you're dying or you're yeah, I'm, the, I'm the son of a phlebotomist i don't i know oh. i know all those numbers yeah so anyway it came in the numbers were great and and then we compared it to my numbers so you got of plenty yesteryear. of ice cream in your life i could have ice cream now no problem based on the numbers that i came right, back your numbers with are saying your ice cream i could sit here every night and have a whole gallon it wouldn't be an issue but my son decided no more desserts we are well, no longer. I don't know who's authority. We are, we are no longer having desserts. Who's in this authority? House. He has made this decision for himself, and then he asked me, "Daddy, would you like to support me?" And I'm like, well, "Time what? out." And I'm like, "Well, what? Where about? Where did he get this?" And I'm like, "Well, what about he got Who, this at school? Who's feeding health, him health class? This kind of information, health class." And then I'm like, "Well, what about popcorn?" He's like, "Too much butter." And I'm like, "Well." What about like just one piece of candy? It's like, no, nah, it's sugary snack. And I'm wow. like, well, what he about? He to go cold turkey. I'm like, what about yogurt? He's like, eh, I don't really like yogurt. And and, and who does, right? He's, so, because it's a little sour. It's fruit on the bottom. It's not bad. We eat yogurt in the morning, but we don't, we don't, for, for whatever reason. So, so I'm in there, kind of shocked at myself that I'm in here and I'm hiding this behavior. Where'd you, where'd you hide it? Up on and the top it's not shelf? like I'm some kind of big fat guy that has to have like, like ice cream. Like, like I, so anyway, I, I get busted with the ice cream and then, and then I find out that Mac Jones, who did a great job for the new England Patriots this year, because I was trying to find some kind of inspiration about the giving up of the ice cream. Cause I'm kind of going along with it to be supportive of him for whatever reason that he's giving it up. So I am too, but I'm not sure why. Cause he learned this in, in Ms. Schwab's uh, health class. Mac Jones has given up ice cream this year. He said he, he's very focused on going to the Super Bowl, and he feels like what stands in the way between him and the Super Bowl is ice cream. Even Tom Brady had ice cream. He made it out of avocado. How are you? Let me let me ask you this, because you're a master manipulator. You love ice cream. I'm not a master manipulator. How do I get back in? Because I've even tried. Hey, what about like on a Saturday night? Dad and son just hanging out, watching an Avengers movie. How about a little? I, I tried the ice cream dips. I had a couple dips. Maybe I have three or four it's dips. Funny that now he the, won't even allow the dips. I mean, it's a, it's it is a hard line when it comes to ice cream in this house. Funny, and I'm I, I'm I'm kind of missing. I'm missing a daiquiri ice stopping by the thirty one flavor. It, it, it's funny that now that you can't have it, you want it. Totally. But what you need to do is pull a page from my father's playbook <laughs> back in the day, Big Bob. when everyone when he told everyone he wasn't smoking anymore. Yeah, is you gotta either a all of a sudden you're gonna you're very interested in the newspaper. Or you got because you got to go get it. You need milk or something. You ran out of paper towels, whatever. You need to make grocery store runs. Run to the store to get the paper. Now the important thing is you need to remember to buy the paper when you're there. 
and not just the ice cream. Because sometimes my dad had to go get the paper, and then he would come back without the paper, and you go, I thought you went to 7-Eleven to get the paper. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be right back. I forgot to get the paper. And so he'd make another trip uh, to get the paper. So that's all you got to do. I'm going to run up to the store. Dad has to get the paper. We're practically in World War III, and then when you're there, just make sure you hide the wrapper to the the uh, ice cream sandwich, throw it away at the store. Yeah. Can't even do dipping dots around here. Hey, it's Ronadon here with Mitch Weeks. You know him at Mitch.loans. Mitch, for if you're in the Ronadon Nation, what happens if I do a loan with you? You're gonna save up to half a percent, and that's on all purchase loans. So you're immediately qualified. You switch to Mitch, and you're a part of the Ron and Don Nation. You save half a percent. In King County, that's over 3000 on average saved. And so that's very cool. Right now, if you go to Mitch.loans, if you're thinking about buying, if you're thinking about refinancing, if you're thinking about investing, or you just want to see where you're at, Mitch has a ton of different products to, to show you. And then at the end, you save one half a percent on the value of your loan. And if you do 17 loans, you can save that one half percent on each of the 17 loans, correct? That's right. I don't Keeps know who's going to do 17 loans, but if you did, hypothetically, you get the <laughs> half a percent every single loan. So go to Mitch.loans today. That's Mitch.loans. NMLS 1691573. All right, you guys, a couple headlines before we get out of here. Uh, Steve Milat, who was the chief of police over in Bellevue, is leaving. He's leaving to move to Akron, Ohio. Nobody leaves Bellevue, Washington to move to Akron, Ohio. Uh, and then they asked him why, because he's done an incredible job at the Bellevue Police Department. Uh Bringing that department back. And and also, when you look at the east side, and specifically Bellevue, and I was over there yesterday, it's a very clean city, especially when you compare it to Seattle. And there's things they don't allow over there that we certainly allow here in Seattle. And they know it's a tube of toothpaste, so they keep pushing over the 520 and the I-90 bridge, trying to keep all the clutter of the things that happen here in Seattle and a lot of the garbage and everything else. Uh, they don't allow that over on the east side. With that said, I thought this was extraordinary. He basically said, I can't afford to live in the community. And, you, and you, you'll hear st- like street cops say this. But he said, I can't really afford to live in the community more when I go to Akron, Ohio, where he'll be the police chief now. He said, my money just goes a lot farther. He's 57 now. Uh, he hasn't been able to save a lot of money for his kids and, and for scholarships or investing in college, things like that. And he said in Akron, Ohio, his money just goes a lot farther. And so that's where he's going to finish out his career because uh, he's just kind of hanging on financially here in Bellevue. That's amazing when you have a chief of police who is beloved over there for what he's done over the last six years and turning that department around. It's amazing that he's saying, I'm 57. I don't have a lot more years here where I'm going to be able to work. I'm not going to have that leverage. That leverage is going to be gone. So he's going to cash out. He's going to leave and go to Akron, Ohio. What do you say? That um, That is surprising. I think it's it's one of those things where you, you think about the living wage. You think about how that it's relative to where you live. And you would think, I guess when you say it at first blush, the chief of police should be able to live in the city that he serves. Um, but in order to make that happen, and to have a single family home, as we talked about a bunch, 
he would probably need to make several hundred thousand dollars a year uh, in order for that to happen. Now, should so now you start to go down that line. Okay, so if the chief of police deserves to work in Bellevue, what about someone that works at City Hall? What about the dispatch officer? What about uh, firefighters? What about teachers? What about I worked for a time at the the city of Bellevue Parks Department. What about all the parks employees that I used to go in and be office mates with that that worked in that building? Do they deserve and should they make a wage to live in Bellevue? And so now we get on that slippery slope of going, if the average price of a programmer, Amazon just said for HQ2, but what it was going to go from one sixty to three fifty? Is that right? It. Yeah, one sixty to three fifty. Which, which, which means the ceiling of they've the, put that out job. notice to all the other tech companies out there that you're going to have to do the same thing. So now you think about people that are moving to Bellevue that, that are in the tech world that are making three fifty. The only cop out there that is coming close to that, and they will get railed in the Seattle Times and any publication you put out there. Anytime you have a firefighter or a police officer go out there and work a lot of overtime so they can get well into the six figures when it comes to their income. And they use every sick day. They, the, yeah. they always get killed in the paper. And, and, and you would think that these guys and these gals are just off on these job sites sleeping somewhere and, and not working. But they're just, they're just on the hustle. A police chief can't do that. It's one of the reasons why sometimes when, when, when you see officers – troopers they get to the point where they're a sergeant they don't want to be a lieutenant they don't want to be a captain they don't want to be any type of chief because now they don't have the ability to go out and leverage their time off to go work in a casino somewhere so they're like you know what i'd just rather be a trooper or i'd rather be a sergeant because now i can go out and maybe i can make 250 grand a year and maybe i can live in bellevue and i don't have to move to akron Ohio. and that brings us back to like you know maybe there should be affordable housing for people and back to our housing stock like we get into this hamster wheel where all roads lead back to the same answers and the answers are kind of unsolvable for our specific location so yeah you, you lose a good guy like that and um it'll be hard to replace like it is it is crazy to think that the chief of police so might have to live in Des Moines or something when you know a murder happens at two in the morning he has to get in his car and drive commute yeah. to the crime scene. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, a couple more uh, stories in the headlines. Did you read about the gentleman that ate old pasta and ended up having, I think his legs and arms amputated? Yeah, I did read it. I, I didn't like the tone of the article. What was the tone? It was anti-pasta? It was anti-pasta. But it was it was fear mongering. So you take this unicorn black swan event that happens one in a hundred million times, uh, and now you make it. You try to freak everybody out about their leftovers and how they reheat things, and so it it the chances of that happening again. Uh, and we don't know what his food safety protocol was. We don't know how old. Oh, hang the on. What were. is your food safety protocol? You put it out? in the fridge. My food safety protocol is you wouldn't have leftover noodles or rice or pizza. Like they're saying, you can't eat pizza that's six days old. I'm like, who has pizza that's six days exactly. old? Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's my food protocol. Eat it. Finally, before we get out of here from the pages of Airbnb, uh, I got a check this week for $3,600. Is that good? 
I don't know if it's good or not. People told me I could only get $500. I had someone stay in one of my Airbnbs, and every once in a while, like one out of 50, they had, and it's usually a toddler. It's usually a toddler. Uh, and they're usually a twin, and there's usually a good one and a bad one. And it's usually the bad one that pulls in the good one. In this case, we had two four year olds, and they found some shades and some cords on those shades, and they like pulling those shades. So they took out about $3,000 in shades. So then one of them discovered, and why wouldn't you discover mom's pink nail polish? So they discovered some pink nail polish. They decide to share it with the carpet. They decide to share it with an $800 chair. Carpet is $600, I think. And then they proceeded to paint one of the coffee tables, which I thought was uh, unusual. Then somehow, and I don't know how we blame this on a toddler, someone took a mid-century chair that I had. It's not from the mid-centuries. It's brand new. And did you see the picture of that? They just, no, I don't think you sent me the picture. snapped... Somehow they snapped the legs off this mid-century chair, which they snapped two off. And then I went in trying to snap off the other two just to see the pressure that it would take. I couldn't do it. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who did it and how they figured this out. And then on top of that, someone had made a lot of fish. And then a lot of the fish, they didn't, I don't know what their safety protocols were, but this fish was left in the refrigerator. And boy, was that, you know how much I love fish. I love a fish that has really been fried up nicely. And then the frying pan has been taken and placed on the paper stone counter. And then they've burned a nice kind of counter ring in the paper stone, which that paper stone counter, you know, is about two grand. And then, and then, and then they took the pan and they just put it right in the fridge and the, you go in there and there's the fish and the head. And the, that's why I don't like fish. Like when I eat a steak, I don't see the steer's head or is I just, I'm just eating something. I'm in denial about what's going on. You can't be in denial about what's going on when you're looking at a dead fish. Well, it sounds like you didn't get a check big enough then. Correct. But people told me I could only get $500 and they have something called air cover. And I have to say, they just wear the hell out of you because you have to send pictures and then you have to send all kinds of receipts for the things that, that you got fixed. But it's really hard right now to get a paper stone counter turned around in about six days when they're demanding that information from you. So you can only really give them receipts for stuff that you have done, and then and then they just and then they just close the account and it's closed. So uh, it was interesting because they 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 try to have you work it out first with the person that's done all this damage. So I reached out to them and she just wouldn't respond. And then I finally got a response that just said, I'm sorry, which is unusual because usually uh, people never respond. And then uh, and then they have something called the air cover, which is kind of this insurance. And the person didn't offer to pay for anything? No, they did not, uh, which was interesting. So, And they can be banished from the platform, but then they just sign up somebody else's name and then they're back. So nonetheless, if you're thinking about getting in the Airbnb business, just know, one in 50, you're going to deal with some dead fish, some four-year-old toddlers, and 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 you're also going to be dealing with some pink. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't mix the colors up, but you're going to deal with some pink nail polish all over your brand-new cottage at some point. So, 
Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Keeps me in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate you. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for hitting subscribe and listening to this podcast 1,300,000 times. Considering that the average podcast gets 74 listens, pretty pumped about that. So is Les Schwab. That's why our title sponsor. That's almost double. Yeah. That's why Mitch Weeks, our guys over at Mitch.loans, if you need a loan, uh, reach out to Mitchell. He'll take good care of you. And then also, uh, don't forget if you need some great real estate agents. Do you do you do you do you know of anyone? I do. Okay, thank you. If you want to know who they are? Just reach out and we'll tell you. You can write Ron Ron at windermere.com and then he'll tell you about who he thinks these agents are. Right? Stop secret right now. Secret. We don't tell everybody. So, Ron and Don sit down.com. He's Ron. I'm Don. Here comes my son to lock it out. And don't forget, don't leave dead fish in people's refrigerators when you're Airbnb. And I'm not angry or mad, and I'm still in therapy. You got anything else? Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. All right, on the Ron and Don. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.